up, people? I hope you're doing great. Yes, you hear it properly. We have a new tune of the show fitting in the circus tent concept. I'm really happy uh, with that. Also alongside lots of different sounds, noises, whatsoever. We're going to make the show to the next level. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be producing a lot of acts until the end of the year. And acts that will keep you sharp and warm during Christmas and the New Year celebration. Today, I'll be talking about Deep Eddie. Why Deep Eddie? Deep Eddie originates from a US vodka brand and stands for ultimate friendship amongst employees. Ambassadorship. In March 2018, I traveled second time to Austin, Texas for the South By Festival. Compared to last year, the company made the jump from a small, intimate startup into a fast-growing startup with tons of international brands who worked with us. And we had prepared a big U.S. go-to-market plan to expand our presence and leverage our existing client base. It's always a big challenge and advantage at the same time if you can let your customers speak about the challenges and how you're actually able to help them. Not to really shove their products in their face, but to listen, to talk, have a conversation with them, give your opinion and share your experience, invite your clients to the office, let them present what they are doing on a daily basis, what their reality looks like, what their challenges are. Let them present that to your MPs, to your colleagues. Share those experiences. And even with non-customers who are working on the same challenges, you can approach them because you're in the same industry. It helps to massively expand your network at the same time. And for this reason... We invited um, on this particular trip in 2018 three leading U.S. brands like PepsiCo, Southwest Airlines, and taxi app Uber to join us to talk about how you can build a high-performing culture in any fast-growing company. And after this panel interview, I had a talk with one of the legends, the true legends of Dutch house music. I remember that when I was 16, 17 years old, um, I went with uh, with a friend from school to uh, to Amsterdam on a two-day trip and bought this uh, nice CD from the Roxy, which was um, in the 80s uh, one of the most popular venues uh, in Amsterdam um, where uh, an amazing DJ was uh, playing tunes um, that are still very familiar in the house uh, music industry. And his name was Joost van Bellen. Actually, he uh, wrote a very cool book the other day. It's called in um, Dutch Nachtdier, but in English it's uh, Night Animal. Talking about the whole rise of the, uh, the industry and the culture of uh, Dutch house music in the 80s. Very insightful. Actually, the conversation that I had with him was very um, challenging at the same time. I actually was quite quite nervous uh, because he's 
quite a big guy. Uh, he has his presence, his, his charm, and he loves guys. So it's also uh, a challenging situations. But the conversation really provides good insights and, in my opinion, included some of the most valuable learnings I experienced in the years after. And sometimes you simply have to undergo a situation and explore your new territory. And if you've not been at all in a situa situation of hardship, challenging, it can also have too much distance to really grab the meaning. So if you see those gurus, management uh, experts talking about how to approach your life and how to win in life and how to be happy or more mindful, it can still have quite some, some distance if you compare it to your daily life and to crap the meaning. How to tackle your weaknesses, habits and stress in the right way. And I think life is full of temptations and, and distractions. And that's why I, I really love talking to you about this and, and share you my, my, my best here that I can, uh, can give you. I will talk you through the interviews later on in this act. Before this, let's talk about what, uh, what we experienced during this trip. Um, it was an amazing time. As this trip was, was really caught um, in the months after the South Bay Festival as a so-called act of debauchery by the media, <laughs> I, I felt the need to, to shed some light on some very specific details that were part of the in my opinion, fairy tale article in September 2018. To give you some context, in the year before, I was involved, and I did not want to be involved, but at some point, uh, if you're a founder of the company and if you pull some strings and make some decisions and have some people um, involved, you can really get into series challenges uh, which was in my case um, a game of throne series it was crazy i had to really fight for my uh, position and i had to let go of a lot of people um, people who misused my trust people who set up conspiracies in order to win um, and above all just to make money on the back of a very close team. People who just want to build a company and grow it and, and have ambition and be smart, create a brand. We all had the boxes ticked. And we just want to have fun along the way. You know, it's important to, to not just work hard, but also to play hard together and, and to have this experience uh, uh, also um, in the journey towards the finish line. And I think it's good to, to mention a couple of um, points from the article. And it still makes me smile a bit um, because I'm, I'm, I'm a free man. But we had 
hookers with us to bless our sick souls. And we popped thousands of dollars worth of champagne to just get a decent shower in the early morning. And we were consuming a lot of snow. Not the real snow, but auntie's baking powder to put in your nose to simply keep walking straight on 6th Avenue. So, that's quite quite a statement there. But let me tell you what really um, was going on there. Um, so, actually, after one magical weekend, uh, prior to the South By Festival, um, I went to New York City with uh, my uh, two daughters and uh, my ex-wife to, to celebrate my uh, oldest 10th uh, birthday. Um, and after that, I took the flight uh, to Austin. And I think there is an interesting perspective if you have this, this private life uh, where you're a part of and also the, the reality of uh, running a startup uh, that turned into a scale-up in, in a very short time period. So um, it's, it's a balancing act there, and I think it's important to touch it um, very uh, extensively here to, to see also in your reality how you can make better decisions to outbalance uh, those interests, for me, of being a father. Um, and running a company and being healthy and you know I uh, made some serious um, uh, decisions to concentrate my efforts on uh, on the company make it successful do an exit and then uh, live uh, long happily uh, ever after however I'm still very grateful for the special weekend um, with my uh, uh, daughters uh, where we basically discovered all the magic in the city that never sleeps. Um, we stayed over in, in a brand new hotel in Brooklyn, um, the Williamville. Um, it's just opened, I think, uh, a few weeks before we arrived. It's close by East River on, on the other side uh, of Manhattan, and I, I really loved the Brooklyn vibe, and this was the perfect place to explore the city. Um we did a Staten Island boat trip, uh, some great shopping, and enjoy typical high tea at at the Home Alone Two Hotel. You know when uh, Kevin Kevin was um, once again uh, all alone in uh, in this time uh, the Big Apple, uh, being uh, followed uh, by. Uh, Harry and Marv and uh, experiencing all these crazy adventures uh, in the city. And this high tea with my daughters was really next level. And I think even my youngest daughter was, was crawling around like a panther in her panther jumpers over the floor. And she was really happy. And afterwards, we watched basketball in the Barclays Center and, and, and enjoyed the warm bagels uh, I bought for breakfast in the deli. Um, opposite of uh, of the hotel 
And at the hotel, I still remember that uh, we went met this amazing doorman, uh, a leader without a title uh, type of guy who really took care of everything. And, and this legend will play a role actually later in the other acts uh, that uh, will be coming uh, the upcoming uh, days and weeks. Just to mention how important his service was, his ability to be of help, his ability to be of service, his ability to understand, his ability to fix things. That's that's something particularly well developed in America, especially in the hospitality industry. And I think for any entrepreneur, it's important to have the standpoint to not just go for the contract, um, but also be aware of how you position things and, and, and to give and to help out and to talk about the challenges and see how you can activate people and give them energy and not just go for the sell. I remember at that time I was really struggling uh, big time actually. Um, I felt the love as a father and at the same time the, the, the killing massive pressure uh, of the company uh, politics. It's, by the way, outside minus four or five degrees. Um, I'm wearing a nice uh, hat, uh, a nice uh, body warmer to keep uh, keep warm. The stove is on, so uh, I uh, hope that it uh, will not, uh, not beep the upcoming uh, uh, minutes of the show. And, of course, you know, given the pressure, I was really looking forward to the Austin event. But at the same time, um, it did not feel good, you know, to... to to travel towards Austin. I just had a feeling like, you know, I, I need to be with, with my wife at that time and my, and my daughters. And, and when they actually left after a tasteful lunch on the, on the Sunday to enjoy a few of the remaining hours um, of their time in Central Park before they uh, headed off to the airport, I waved them goodbye in the metro. Uh, I believe it was at Bedford uh, Avenue, uh, close to the hotel. Um, and I walked back to the hotel, you know, to, to grab my stuff, to move to JFK, JFK for a three to four hours flight to, to Austin Bergstrom uh, airport. And whilst, you know, I walked alongside the, uh, the Brooklyn brewery, um, the world famous, uh, Brooklyn, uh, beers, I really felt awful, you know, as something was holding me back. To not go there. And I smoked a cigarette uh, to reflect uh, as I was in doubt to go out there. But my colleagues uh, gave me a call and they already uh, uh, landed in Austin. Of course, you have the photos of, of them having a, a nice glass of champagne in the business lounge at uh, Schiphol Airport. So you have something like, yeah, 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 that's the friendship. And we had an amazing team and amazing spirit. Uh, still, even in, uh, in wartime, because, yeah, it was a Game of Thrones, but we trusted each other. Um, so, yeah, we had a call with, with the team, and uh, I decided to, uh, to just um, move over to, uh, to Austin. And uh, I was only in Austin for, for a couple of days, and on Thursday I would be back and, uh, and uh, see my kids again. But I think that's an important trigger when you don't feel... You're making the right decision. Follow your heart. Don't follow your mind in terms of 
okay, we can be uh, making money, we can get deals out of this, and uh, uh, I have this uh, FOMO uh, situation, the fear of missing out, this is unreal. And I think um, it's important to to really go for what is, for, for the things you can control, and that's family. However, in hindsight, it was my Achilles heel to not concentrate on what is really important. The show could go on without my presence and it would me have prevented from from a lot of drama, drama afterwards. You could really call this my San Andreas fault. Things break when you step over your own boundaries, values. So that's important. The San Andreas fault. When you do something and you cross your own boundaries and values. So when you're in a situation like this, just go for yourself and your closest ones. They matter. The flight was good. Actually, really good. And basically, uh, I landed uh, after poo, a few hours, 3.5 hours um, on Bergstrom Airport. And there was the team, you know, that was really, really, really crazy in terms of uh, uh, the cars we had. We had a Mustang, we had a very big truck, uh, Chevrolet Camaro. Um, We had two villas in the city, um, one uh, in the south in Dawson and the other other one, I think, east of downtown. Um, We had... This villa uh, where I was staying with the barbecue, uh, big pool, and it was a setting for a lot of debauchery <laughs> and fun. And we ate. The first night we ate big steaks, lobsters, corn on the cob, enjoyed a lot of beers. Whilst uh, we had a very special song playing of uh, Paper Planes. Perhaps you can remember that. All I want to do... Still uh, remember it very uh, closely, and was actually a real pity, you know, that uh, that the temperature uh, was um, was too low because the uh, the temperature was, I think, fifteen to twenty degrees max at at the middle of the day, at noon, uh, and, and in the evening time it was quite uh, quite chilly, so you really had to wear a jacket, especially for. Uh, for the salmons uh, wearing uh, short skirts. <laughs> After the barbecue, we, we actually indulged in uh, Austin and Nightlife. And uh, I remember uh, when uh, my ex-wife called me after she landed with my daughters in Amsterdam. And actually, we were still out there to enjoy the Austin culture. Um, and you have something like, fuck, I, I really went through the night and they're already on the other side. And... Yeah, we we are simply exploring the city and having fun, and um, that was uh, was quite uh, a contrast. I would have done it differently uh, if I could uh, could do a rebound here, but it is what it is. And this time, the venue uh, was um, located at Sixth Street downtown. Um, was I believe at the corner of Sabine Street. Um, the venue, I believe it's closed now, it's Edwin Sports Bar, uh, which was now the um, 
main venue for the new Dutch wave movement. So new Dutch wave uh, rents out uh, every year a Dutch house um, in line with the Holland Heineken house uh, uh, concept uh, that moves around during the Olympic uh, Games. And this Dutch house was, I believe, uh, uh, a couple of clicks better than the venue we uh, were experiencing uh, the year before when I was there with my buddy. Um, it was a nice patio outside, so a mass of people, you know, were running by the event to listen to interesting talks, enjoy the music, um, engage with the performers inside and outside the uh, the event space. So it was really nice place where you could uh, could hang out. And um, the next day and a half, I believe we uh, we went to Austin uh, Convention Center, did some networking there at the different venues. And actually typical in line with the, the uh, new Dutch Wave House is that actually every country has its own uh, house um, to go to, so like the German house, Australian house. And we even had at that time, because we uh, we were growing, we had our own very own uh, PR guy with us um, who uh, did not go very well on uh, margaritas, but he is uh, still a legend. Uh, really happy that I was able to uh, to work with him and learned quite, uh, quite a bit uh, also uh, thanks to his... Um, uh, to his boss, he's a great guy. So God bless uh, Nick, man. Uh, <laughs> very fun that you were there. And every evening, you know, we went uh, actually with our convertible Mustang to the local uh, liquor store to buy some booze. And I believe it was just a few hundred dollars. You know, it was no extravaganza. It was just buying some uh, some stuff to uh, to color the evening and and also with the dinners. No exciting. Uh, stuff um through fun and i think the, the the main focus was on that wednesday afternoon where we were experiencing our uh, big event and i remember it was crowded and the sun was shining and before lunch i i went to uh to a hat store because in Texas, you know, uh, you have those very amazing hat stores where you can buy those uh, cowboy hats. And I had something like, yes, I want to have one. And um, I believe, <laughs> actually, I believe I bought it, you know, to, to cover my own bad decision to, to not join my girls on their flight. And yeah, it was, was kind of like a cover if you wear a hat. Uh, people recognize you, and uh, for me, it felt like a shield, you know, to uh, to cover my bad feelings of the decision I made, you know, in terms of not joining my uh, my daughters uh, back on the plane, and to uh, to be in Austin. But yeah, responsibility, and you want to help the company, and I was always a guy, and still am a guy from the trenches. And the interview with with Joost uh, from Bella was fun to do, and there was a great audience actually who joined us and. The same thing uh, went on for the panel discussion with uh, the female heroes, uh, the Shiro's from PepsiCo, Southwest Airlines and Uber. And that's what I really love to do, you know, make content, share and have a great time together. Actually, what I'm doing also right now, you know, produce a podcast, uh, write uh, a cool book, prepare shows, stuff like that. And it's still in its infancy, you know, we're still kind of like uh, ramping up um, 
And I'm really happy with the amount of listeners we have, listeners worldwide. So I thank you so much for tuning in and uh, sorry for, for sometimes uh, keep you waiting on uh, on new shows. But um, it will improve uh, as uh, a couple of things have um, been uh, made as an investment in the company uh, that allowed me to purchase some new equipment and at the same time to... Um, expand the proposition and, and that also takes uh, takes a bit of time and uh, I have uh, in, on the contrary or in contrast so to say uh, to my uh, previous uh, startup I have something like you know take it easy take your time and it definitely uh, will come and it doesn't need to be uh, a multi-million operation I just uh, want to make a living out of it and have fun and be happy be balanced so meanwhile, I remember going up for the interview with the DJ. And actually, I, I, I was a bit sweaty. The sun was shining. I had my hat on and a nice leather jacket at the same time. And I had a close look at my notebook where I wrote down all of my notes and to do's for for those days and i still have this notebook uh, i kept it in my um uh, in a couple of uh, moving boxes where i have uh, all my notebooks from uh, from the past few years and it really helps you to dive into uh, the history um and to see what was going on a couple of years ago and what you were you thinking what did you put in your journal and what were your priorities and if you then uh, fast forward that um a couple of years ahead that you have something like whoa um things really you know were on on the to-do list but i could definitely have skipped it and the same thing goes with trips if you move over uh, to a client, uh, take a flight, and you think, you know, it's going to be a very big fish that you can catch, you can also uh, have other people um, do that. It, it, it is definitely a priority setting 2.0, but you grow through the experience. But already a good exercise, look at your notebooks, don't throw them away. Keep them um, close so you can uh, look them up uh, and reflect a year later. The same thing you do with, with with your photo roll on your iPhone. If you see what you've done a couple of years ago and what you were feeling actually in terms of uh, were you happy, or were you stressed, uh, were you sweaty, did you have a dry mouth? Um, you know, a lot of lots of stuff uh, can be uh, withdrawn from those uh, photos actually, and. Uh, I had the uh, the situation that we um, had a lot of stuff, like I mentioned, uh, going on, and I had first of all on on the top uh, of the of the list of the um, um, notebook, I had uh, email investor on the current account questions, EY check outstandings investor because it was this financial relationship they uh, really had to pay quite a, a lot of money to us uh, full equity was not invested yet prepare the deal outline for the buyout we had a number of investors line up talk to a LinkedIn prospect who reached out to me and of course prepare South Pi 
So the only thing I did not tick off this uh, this list was to prepare for South by. These things, you know, went automatically. I'm, I'm good at it. I really enjoy it. I'm happy to do that. But it is clear that even at a moment like this, I was too backed up with shareholder politics. Shareholder politics. Damn, that was really an anchor, you know, to carry with me. And <laughs> definitely not a love anchor. It was running on, uh, on empty, if you ask me. So on a wonderful sunny afternoon, I had the pleasure to talk to DJ uh, Joost van Bellen. He's an artist and writer and he's a good guy. And he's, I believe he was 52, 53 at that time. And uh, as a Dutch phenomenon, he was uh, part of the South By uh, crew. And this this majestic and revolutionary club like Roxy uh, that I mentioned in my introduction... Um, he was part of various uh, festivals like Faulty Fest um, in Amsterdam, and he brought uh, as a producer quite quite a few um, techno house music tracks to the normal non commercial public. And let me talk through the the, the lessons he gave to me at that time uh, at the interview, and you have to see it that I was. Uh, Sitting with him in a nice chair, and there was a big crowd there watching the the, uh, the conversation uh, moderated by a great guy who was part of our um, community. And he told me that what basically the thing that makes him really happy is is the journey followed with the people he likes to become what he is today. So it's important that you have an ambition, a goal that you want to achieve, and that you do that people you, you you like and knowing his own personality well what's this about staying forever young being confident and realizing a maximum meaningful life as a result of his uh, cool ach- achievements that he was saying like when I asked him the question like what do you think of failure and mistakes Well, he stated that mistakes are there to learn and overcome. And and some mistakes, for example, in in Twitter can turn out in something really good. It's just the way how you do it. And Joost's recommendation was to to never stick to anxiety. And a lot of people, I believe one out of the eight persons, they, they stick to anxiety. And I still... Uh, on a daily basis, uh, have those moments like, you know, uh, I'm just anxious, you know, what what shall I do? But don't wait and see, just just go. And and, and he, he told me also at that time, you know, st- to start acting, you know, for the better. And keep investing in your secure personal relationships um, that will pay out in your happiness in a meaningful life. Even when you have less friends, that doesn't mean you cannot be happy. It's also an important uh, aspect uh, there. And that's why I believe, you know, um, interviewing guys like like him uh, are really important uh, discussions to, to also look at things from a different perspective uh, and at the same time to draw your lessons, what can really help you and what can really make you happy in the end. 
And that's uh, what I believe is is also magical here in this deep eddy act is that you not just um, look at yourself in terms of decisions that are on the table, uh, shall I go right or left, but that you also look at people around you. And the next episode um, where I will be talking about the magical team formula We'll really dive into the dynamics, uh, the key questions you can ask to your team, you can ask to yourself in, in terms of how this deep eddy friendship that we really had has come under scrutiny in terms of the, the, the politics and the toxic situation, Game of Thrones. And if you look at the, the magical team formula, I was really able to extract the key learnings there in terms of, hey, I should not have gone to uh, to Austin and I should have uh, made those decisions uh, in a different way. It doesn't mean that I, I regret going to Austin. Uh, when I could do it again, I, 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 I would do it again. I would love to go to Austin, but uh, when I was uh, would be around with my kids, I would definitely go for my kids. They, they are the highest priority uh, to me to, to see them smile, to see them develop and to be their sparing partner uh, for whatever... Uh, Will be um, will be ahead, and I think that's uh, that's really important. Uh, so for the next episode, on in terms of the magical team formula, we'll talk over the uh, the interview I had with uh, Uber, uh, the taxi app, um, with PepsiCo and Southwest Airlines, three really cool American brands who are standing out, uh, take their people operation to the next level, and above all, who are very close friends to me and team uh, years after so i believe that uh, that's really interesting and uh, so thank you for listening guys and um, hopefully uh, we uh, will be uh, catching up uh, i believe it will be tomorrow and i'll make sure that uh, also this episode will be on the air very very quickly and uh, thank you so much for your time see you next time